Get ready for highly caffeinated marketing perspective on the Java with Joe show. Here's your host, Joe Chandler. Welcome to another fine episode of Java with Joe. Uh, we're here today with Justin Sauls here on the um, Offbeat Business Media and uh, Radio. And we're getting started today. Make sure and download the podcast and the app. And um, just we're ready to learn some more great information. We're here with Justin Sauls again. And Justin Sauls is um, an attorney with Walker Bright. Justin provides representation to small business owners and financial institutions in the areas of commercial litigation, new entity structuring and planning, contract negotiation, other wonderful areas, even real estate law matters. And we, uh, we welcome you, Justin. And I'm glad you're here. It's um, awesome to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for and inviting me. Thank you. And uh, I've known Justin for a long time, what, five, six years? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, we go way back. Yeah, you know a lot. I mean, you're like the go-to guy for law, man. You, I was very impressed when you came into our B&I that time and first time, and I was like, this guy knows his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into it yeah, and the law sure. and all that good, fine story. So um, I, uh, law is actually a second career for me. I was in uh, banking for quite a while, um, focusing mostly on uh, mortgage lending as a loan officer. Mm-hmm. Also had a few securities licenses and uh, decided to go into the area of law. Um, started law school in 2006, Southern Methodist University. And I've always uh, stayed very close to um Financial matters, contract matters, business matters, just based on my background. Um, before SMU Law School, I uh, uh, was a finance major at UT Arlington. I've done some study abroad, some traveling um, in that regard. And I also, in my real estate and my business practice, I um, reach out to individuals that speak Spanish as well. I'm able to communicate with them fluent in Spanish. But, you know, I'm in my seventh year of practice. I really enjoy what I do, Um, especially I get the opportunity. The best part is I get the opportunity to work with small business owners um, and and individuals that are trying to either, you know, seek redress in some kind of contractual wrong or people that are just trying to get information and understand how they can compete and keep their business afloat without spending 50% of their budget on, on legal fees. Um, we have had a lot of success doing a lot of things with a flat fee. This is one of the worst, I think, components of of finding an attorney these days is you're essentially writing the attorney a blank check. Right. And, you, and you're unaware of, of his or her um, ability to solve your problem. But, you know, uh, an attorney will tell you, well, I can't I can't guarantee any results. I can't tell you how much it's going to cost. You know, give me, you know. $3,500 to get started and we'll see how it goes. I may, I may win, I may not. So we've been, you know, obviously everything you can't, you can't handle flat fee, but we've been able to do some unique things to try to make our, our practice unique. And uh, again, my areas are um, business disputes. I do, some, I do real estate matters and um, essentially working with small business owners and contractual matters. And then also a lot of right. litigation. If the, if the contract doesn't work out then, and we have to go to court, then we can do that too. Awesome. And one of the, you know, one of the things about Java with Joe is we help business owners learn things they can do so they never have to surrender their business and give it up and um, how to turn things around when times get tough and how to establish that firm foundation if they're just starting out and the little things they can do. And usually we talk about marketing, but I wanted to bring you in because 
you can do all this wonderful marketing and get your business up and running, but if you make the wrong choices legally, you're in a world of hurt. Absolutely. So um, I wanted to, you said you work with small business, and I want to ask you, when you first start with a company, what's the first kind of questions they need to have ready to answer that you're going to ask them right from the right out of the gate? Yeah, I think, I think um, the first thing that needs to be addressed is how do we need to structure this business? Um, one of the things I've realized, and I'm in my seventh year of practice, is that uh, most small business owners are not willing to spend um, even what I consider to be a reasonable amount of money to make sure that they are structured properly. Mm-hmm. Um, most people intuitively understand that if a lawsuit arises, that it's going to cost a lot of money. But a lot of business owners uh, don't take advantage of the fact that you could you could invest a little bit more in making sure your transactional, your formation documents, if you're doing an LLC or a corporation or a limited partnership, you can spend a little bit more money investing in that piece in your con- in your standard contracts, especially if you're in the service industry, such that would protect you against very caustic litigation. And so the first thing I talk to small business owners about is because a lot of folks come to my office and they say, oh, you know, I already have an LLC set up. I did that through, you know, an online provider or my buddy mm-hmm. gave me his documents and I tinkered around with them and got them set up. Well, we, I always back up and say, hey, let's start there because it doesn't matter what we do going forward. If you get sued with, you know, documents that you pulled from Google and did a control find, it's going to, you know, it, it could triple and quadruple your your exposure. So we talk about that first. And then the second thing we talk about is, you know, what's what's wh- what do you want to accomplish with this business mm-hmm. and how can I protect you? If it's a service business, how can we get standard service contracts set up so you're not doing handshake deals? You know, one of, I, I work a lot with contractors and we do a lot of collection work for them. Folks that go out, small business owners, subcontractors, they go out, do a job and general contractor doesn't pay them. And. You know, it's this phenomenon in the contracting business that you have a lot of handshake deals because no one wants to be the guy that throws the contract. Hey, okay, yeah, I understand we're going to do some business, Joe, but let's sign this contract. It's almost offensive in some circles. But when you don't get paid, now you're at a point where you're spending lots of money on litigation because you haven't documented it. Especially in Texas because this is the good old boy system here. Absolutely. And it's you got to do – people expect your word to be – Absolutely. Rock solid. Absolutely. So so anyway, so to answer your question, that's that's the first thing we talk about. Do we have sound formation and governance documents so we don't set ourselves up for fail? And with your financial, future? you can also tell them the uh, financial aspects of the certain different set foundational setups and how it affects their, their uh, pocketbook with the taxes they're going to have to pay because yeah. each one has a different tax formulation. Absolutely. So that's a rare thing that when you talk to an attorney that they can also give you those tax implications. Well, yeah, I don't, I try not to give tax advice cause I'm not a, a CPA, but certainly there are some basic foundational things to, to consider when you're setting up a business. Cause really when you're, when you're trying to decide between a, a limited partnership an LLC or a corporation, what have you, you really only have two concerns. Number one right. is what is the nature of the limited liability that we need to achieve mm-hmm. and what are the tax implications? There you go. And once once you once you can have that conversation, then you can be you know you can go in the right direction in terms of how you need to get set up. And uh, I was thinking one of the things that brought up came to my mind when you were talking about contracts. One of the things we just found out is that just because they signed the signature page, 
does, still allows them to say, I didn't see the second page. So you have to now add that little initial thing on every page. <laughs> you know, that, that's always best practice. And, and certainly um, getting it notarized is, is, is a good practice and, and email, you know, scanning and emailing the document. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I've, I've had folks try to claim that this page was removed and inserted with different provisions in there. You have to and the little things, never give a contract Word document. Always make sure it's PDF, oh, yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So after they, after they come to you and you set it up, what are some natural things that the company needs to know to protect themselves? Like when they go out to do marketing, what is something they need to keep top of mind if they're going to go out? Do they uh, like trademark infringements? Is there anything like that they need to stay top of mind or copyrights or? Yeah, certainly, you know, it, it, it would vary depending on the, the type of business um, that you're in. Certainly, if you have a trademark, if you have something that you need to have some intellectual um, property protection around, you want to be very careful with that. Um, when you're marketing and competing, if you happen to um, mention your competitors, you have to be careful about that. Um, I handle um, defamation cases as well and business disparagement, and so you have to be careful about assertions and, and things that you 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 make when in reference to your competitors um so you know i, I you know my, my primary type of client is is in the service industry yes and uh you know um uh, i think one of the the most critical pieces that often gets missed is having a standard service contract that explains what we're going to do and what the expectations are i you know i just uh, uh uh, worked with a client that is a kind of a marketing promotion company. Mm -hmm. And those are uh, typically very, very uh, litigious um, setups because oftentimes the client will come back and say, well, wait a minute, you didn't you know, deliver the results or I didn't get what I wanted. And so to have that service agreement that explains, and I know you do some marketing as well, Joe, that explains exactly, this is what I'm going to try to do. This is how far I may or may not get. And if mm -hmm. I don't get here, you're not going to come back and sue me, you know? So it's right. definitely something to think about. And, you know, one of the things that comes to mind is that you used to talk about when we were at our networking, you mm -hmm. always talked about this, is the protection as a consumer, if somebody comes to you as a business owner, you go to their house and do work mm -hmm. and one of the employees get hurt on the consumer's property and you don't have that contract. Right. And that's, that's a very dangerous situation. Like if somebody falls off the roof. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that comes up a lot in, in the construction space where I, where I operate. And, you know, it's, it's a funny story. I had a, a gentleman, uh, I won't mention him, but he came out to do my fence, um, expensive, you know, expensive ordeal. And he put this, I didn't tell him I was an attorney or anything. He put this contract in front of me and he's got on there that um, fancy word that I indemnify him, which means I, I basically cover him for any of the following matters. And then he lists everything that could possibly happen. And so I had to explain, I said, I can't sign this because I had to explain to him what, what you're saying is if one of your workers is backing out of my driveway and they run over one of these kids that's always, you know, riding their bikes and everything, you're saying that I'm going to have to cover you for that. You know, and so there, you, you have to be very careful in a contract, especially when you're visiting somebody's property that, you know, the, uh, for example, the, the employees of the, uh, service of the person that's doing the work, he's got, you know, should have some workers compensation or something yes. uh, of that regard. There should be a general liability policy that that person has in case they break, you know, your expensive urn or something on their way out. 
um, and things like that. So, yeah, that's certainly a, a conversation that I have with my clients. And that's very important because the consumer, yes, the consumer wants to be protected, but the business owner, that protects them. Yeah. Because a lot of business owners don't see that, that that's the protection they need. Absolutely. And actually, if they get sued right, then if they get sued, they could actually lose their business. Oh, sure. And that's the worst thing. And that's what we're not about. We're about not surrendering your business. So we got to do right. the things to protect your business. You, 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 in addition to having a good attorney, you have to have a good insurance person. That's going to tell you general liability. Absolutely have to have that. But then there's some other ways that you can definitely protect yourself against the thing that, you know, we're talking about physical problems and then also lawsuits and things like that that come up. Awesome. So we're going to jump right out to our uh, wonderful sponsors real quick and take a quick break. And we'll come back with Justin and um, continue here. And off to you, sponsors. Like what you're hearing? Java with Joe will be right back. Making better financial choices this year? Energy expenses are easily controlled with remote and voice-activated thermostats, lighting, and appliances, so you're not heating and cooling your home when you're not there, or leaving the lights on or off when you're not at home. Vic Audio Video has 12 years of electrical networking and digital setup experience, connecting your ideas to the technology that makes them possible. Today's talk technology can warm a room, start music, lower blinds, and give your family a home theater experience that makes living an adventure and luxury. When you're looking for seamless audio-video integration, call the experts at Vic Audio Video. Audio, video, voice, data, lighting, automation, motorized shades, control systems. The technology experts at VicAV.com. Discover the Vic Audio Video difference at VicAudioVideo.com. Active killer shootings are no longer happening somewhere else. What would we do without a solid police force we can count on? Blue Dragon International Consultants are here to support our first responders as they support the communities they serve. Show your support for our men and women in blue, August 30th to 31st, 2018, Thursday and Friday before Labor Day weekend, right here in DFW. Blue Dragon presents Developing a Bulletproof Mind and Bulletproof Heart. Two days to discover the most effective ways to respond to school and church shootings, ISIS threats, transnational gangs, and emotional recovery post-trauma. Retired Navy SEALs, FBI, Crime Commission advocates, heads of homicide and violent gang units, high-ranking commissioned military officers, and retired police sergeants. These men are the best of the best, with multiple decades of experience protecting us in our homeland and abroad. And they're making sure the skills and techniques your officers have save lives and protect communities. If your small business backs the blue, go to BDIC.net to discover critical ways you can support our first responders with your product or services. And be included in the coveted Founders Circle as this training makes its way across the country. Go to BDIC.net and register for a conference near you today. Welcome back to Java with Joe. Hope you refilled your coffee and you're ready to go. So, Justin, one of the questions we always ask on this show is what is your favorite cup of coffee? I actually drink no coffee. Oh, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Is, um, is there any caffeine you drink? Um, I used to do. I used to do tea. Tea. Yeah, but I've just never been a never been a caffeine person. I, my uh, we'll change you. We'll change you. I tell you what, the, the partner <laughs> of my firm does this. Uh, I can't, I'm going to butcher the name, but I think it's called a Dopio Espresso. 
wow. where it's just pure espresso. And I tried that one time, and then I just felt ill for the rest of the day. So I think <laughs> I don't think I've prepared my body for high amounts of caffeine. Yeah, caffeine. Uh, it's a uh, it's good stuff, though. People, you got to have it around business. Oh but, yeah. So one of the things we've been talking about is contracts. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I want to bring up to you is when, as a business owner, I, uh, we can do business with business to business or we can do business with business to consumer. And I know the contracts are going to be different. What are some things that business owners need to remember and that when to use, uh, what, what they need to remember when they're writing the two different contracts? Well, um, especially in the service industry, I think there's a difference between, and, and, and obviously I'm going to um, suggest that, you know, uh, an attorney is engaged to get the mm-hmm. right information in the contract, but especially in a service business, when you're dealing with um, a consumer, mm-hmm. you want to make sure, you want to pay special attention to make making sure that things are extremely clear. Okay. And in certain instances, you want to put a caveat in there that, you know, you should have an attorney review this, you know, Um, because one of the, one of the things that a consumer is going to be able to do is claim that the contract maybe is unconscionable or that, you know, um, that they didn't understand. And there could be ways to get out of it um, that are more available to a consumer as opposed to having a contract with the business. So you definitely right. want to be more careful about picking the language that is very clear. Um, watch out for, you know, what are called adhesion contracts. You know, I, I've, I've worked with contractors that have a, a contract and then on the back there's all this fine print and different things like that. Because you want to make sure when it's time to enforce that contract or collect or whatever the case may be, that it's very obvious that the consumer had an opportunity to um, engage counsel if if need be, mm-hmm. and that the language was very clear on its face in terms of what the expectations were. And you know, one of the things I found out um, recently is if your proposal is with the contract, the mm-hmm. proposal is part of the contract. And then that's why you've got to start separating it out if you do... Um, if you're in the service industry providing, especially marketing, because mm-hmm. you got to pull it out because your proposal may be a lot different than the original than sure. the contract. Sure. So you got to, if they're going to be together, they got to say the same exact thing. It could certainly be in, in, interpreted that way. The, the proper way to do it is if you have something outside of the contract that you want incorporated in, you put this language, you know, this, the attached proposal is not, you know, either it's not incorporated herein by reference or it is, and you can be clear on that. But yeah, there, there's certainly, there are circumstances in which those could be read together if you don't do it properly. Cool. And so now, now we're going to do something a little different. We're going to go okay. take it back out to the 35,000 feet level. Okay. And we're going to talk a little bit about when businesses go in and they start marketing and got the brand and how law and what you do becomes a strategic asset to the business and not an expense. We don't want to look. Law is, what you do is invaluable to businesses. And so spending that little extra money to make sure you're protected is awesome. But how can you and, and most law firms become the strategic asset that a business needs and to engage that from the get-go to make sure things are done correctly? Yeah, I mean, that that's um, something that I run into a lot in representing um, businesses in the service industry, especially uh, contractors. If the the number one thing, as we discussed, that I try to do is make sure that the client has sound documents. If you have sound documents, you're going to get into less 
um, caustic disputes, I think, okay, mm-hmm. which would give you an edge over your competitors. Second of all, um, especially in the in, in going back to the service and or repeating my um, um, the fact that I work a lot in the service industry is, you know, the unique thing about the service industry is you're typically doing a mm-hmm. job and expected to get paid later. Right. Yes. And so collections uh, come up a lot. And, and how do you know how and when do you actually sue somebody? You know, a lot of a lot of the times I um, find myself discouraging a lawsuit because you can go spend thousands and thousands of dollars and this person is never going to pay a judgment. Uh, one of the things that I notice outside of the legal field, attorneys understand this, but non-attorneys think that, you know, just because you sue somebody, just because you sue somebody that, you know, you've gained some advantage. But there there are people that have five and six judgments against them. They're just never going to pay. If they don't have any assets on which you can collect, I find myself a lot of times discouraging businesses to um, from, you know, getting into an expensive lawsuit. So so to your point, I think that having a, an attorney that is not going to be carried away by a business mm-hmm. owner's emotions is going to say, okay, I understand you guys had a contract, you didn't get paid, but let's think about who we're suing here. Let's think about this person that, you know, um, lives with his mom and doesn't, you know, doesn't own anything. So we're going to spend all this money. I'll get you your judgment, but then what? It's going to be worth the paper that it's written on. Right. So having an attorney that can counsel you in that regard and then Obviously, someone who can get your contracts and your sound governance documents set up the right way as to avoid um, most conflicts. Awesome. So now we know life is changing and technology is invading everything. Is technology really coming into the law or is it not yet? Uh, you know, I think so. I, I um I was doing some reading the other day on um, and I'm not obviously not an expert in it, but on a blockchain technology and how that's going to affect the legal field. Um, of course, you know, this is not as um, technologically intense as blockchain, <laughs> but you already have, you know. Right. DocuSign. Uh, DocuSign, LegalZoom, different places like this where you're able to go at 2 o'clock in the morning, get a contract drafted. But going back to, to blockchain, uh, I think that'll definitely affect the legal field. Um, I don't, you know, I, I read the article that I read suggested that lawyers, transactional lawyers, lawyers would be replaced by blockchain. I think I don't think that's going to happen. But I think a lot of the routine, repetitive contracts, landlord, tenant, think landlord, tenant, think, you know, basic, small one, two page contracts, I think will be um, replaced by that. Because if when you think about the whole premise of a contract, you got two, oftentimes you have two people, two entities promising to do something. And then what happens? One of them reneges on the deal. Well, if you set it up in the blockchain such that everything is automatic, when this um, thing happens, then the money is transferred and no one can do anything about it. You can think of cutting down on litigation, which, you know, um, litigate right now, I think the, the last statistic that I read was less than less than one percent of all disputes end up in court. Um, which is probably a bad thing for attorneys or probably a good thing for consumers because right. it can get so expensive. So, you know, I, yeah, I absolutely think technology is going to help well, to cut down on thing, legal The spend. one good thing I know is you guys aren't going to have artificial intelligence taking a law because <laughs> they can't be Maybe. as subjective <laughs> as you guys can and see things different ways. But, uh, you know, um, but those of us that know Terminator know that. Hey. Stay far away from the AI. You, 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 you got to keep your eyes on Terminator <laughs> 2. Top five, one of my top five favorite movies of all time. <laughs> there you go. So at this point, businesses 
really need to make sure that, and that's what we've been talking about, is coming back to making sure you have that strong foundation, mm-hmm. how you got, uh, even, even down to the legal point of exit strategies. Even owners, when they're ready to go, they got to have it laid out. Who yeah. takes over the company? Absolutely. How, what if it, the corporation does this? Uh, the uh, board, what power the board has? Your, your firm can help them with that, too. And that's a big thing. I mean, just setting up those documents and not allowing you to lose your business out from under you. I've seen people, this is a sad story. We had a company across the hall that the guy built the business, got a board of trustees. Six months later, the board of trustees booted him out of his own company. <laughs> I'm like, how did that happen? And so I thought uh, that could have been a legal thing that he just didn't see the loophole. Yeah. I finally got around to watching the, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, it's the, it's the McDonald's story. It, uh, I think right. it came out last year or something like that. I don't know if you've ever seen that. But, I heard about it. Heard but, about it. but you know, the whole, the whole point behind that is the, you know, obviously Ray Kroc is not, was not one of the original McDonald's brothers. It was these two individuals. Right. They were really focused on building this great brand. And then Ray, Ray Kroc um, comes along kind of fast talking. He's thinking a lot bigger than they are. And the long story short is uh, the McDonald's brothers end up signing some contract. That's just an awful contract, which ultimately allows Mr. Croc to take the business. You know, I think the movie makes Mr. Croc more of a villain than perhaps he really was. But the point is, these brothers got into this deal and didn't think through all of the different ways that they could lose it all. And think about that. I mean, you know, he. he I think uh, they got to keep their original. For for a time, and then yeah. it, and then it shut down because it couldn't compete with the McDonald's they built absolutely. next door. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a that's a perfect example. So I uh, we this has been a great conversation. I want to thank you about coming on, but we want to know how our um, audience, the Java Joe audience, will be able to. Uh, reach out to you and talk to you and get a hold of you if they need to? Yeah, absolutely. So the name of our firm, our firm is uh, Walker Bright um, PC, and we're located in Richardson. You can um, uh, reach out to me. Again, my name is Justin Sauls, and you can look on our website and contact me. You know, we, we can certainly um, consult and, and figure out uh, if there's something that we can help with or not. And we don't, you know, we, we try to make the... Um, uh, the interface uh, very easy with clients, and we try to be unique in that regard. Some places you can't say anything to them until you start writing checks, and we try to spend a little bit of time figuring out what's going on. So happy to uh, to help any small business owner that just wants to chat and figure out if, if, if there is a problem, and if so, how do we fix it? Well, cool. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for coming on. And thank you, Joe. That's how you meet, uh, reach out to Justin, and we, uh, we're excited about learning what uh, more about the – world of business from uh, business and law from Justin in the future. And thank you for another wonderful episode of Java with Joe. Find us online and like our uh, Facebook page page at, uh, on Facebook with Java with Joe. And uh, go out and finish that cup of coffee and make some money. You've been listening to Java with Joe, highly caffeinated marketing perspective with host Joe Chandler. To be a guest or advertise your business on Java with Joe, contact 972-754-8994. Java with Joe is produced by Offbeat Business Media for the OBBM Network and Affiliates and is available at offbeatbusinessmedia.com. Listen to Java with Joe each Thursday on the Nines on OBBM Radio and OBBM Network Podcast. Also available on Google Play, iTunes, and your Offbeat Business app. Contact 972-754-8994 for guest and sponsor information today. 
Wouldn't it be great to skip mistakes that cost you time, frustration, and not throw money away? My name is Donna Merrill, founder of Business Untangled and the creator of the Making Life Less Taxing program. I find over 75% of business owners are making basic mistakes that cost them thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars every year, and they don't even realize it. With the Making Life Less Taxing program, you can avoid many of those initial mistakes business owners typically make. I'm excited to share the Making Life Less Taxing program so you can learn everything you absolutely need to know to make your business run smoother and life less taxing, giving you less stress and leaving more money in your pocket. Go now to businessuntangled.com or call us at 469-458-0447 to grab your spot in the Making Life Less Taxing program. There are only 50 of these coveted spots available and they are going quickly. So go now to businessuntangled.com and you can start enjoying the benefits of a profitable business today. You do your best to communicate how your company solves a specific problem, right? But it's easy to overlook the way your company sounds and the impression that leaves. I'm Melanie Murphy, a professional voice actor, and I'm ready to help your message stand out through a radio ad, a video on your website, or phone messaging for your company. Contact me today at MelanieMurphyVO.com to discuss your voiceover needs. That's MelanieMurphyVO.com. Mention this ad for an offbeat business show discount.